Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, the hot dog king wins again, hunting for panties, and how to record your favorite smells. Stay tuned for episode 58, Cabaret Junkies and Octopus Balls. Direct from Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful, from everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea. It's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. Well, as you recall, very sadly, the uh, the Pope died last year. So, of course, the Pope now is, is in heaven. I would hope so. Sure. And so the Pope, up in heaven, he decided he'd go to the, uh, the library there. They have a very nice library in heaven. And he'd study some of the real old, you know, scriptures and, mm-hmm. and really um, kind of go back to the origins of the Bible so he could really understand what was happening. So after, after studying these old scriptures, he uh, one day was found in, in a corner all curled up by the angels, and he was crying and kind of screaming out in agony. And, uh, oh, no. Oh, it was very sad, yeah. Yeah. So the angels came over to him, and, and they said, uh, Mr. Pope, what's the problem, sir? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he said, oh, I don't believe it. When they wrote this, they left out the R. It was supposed to be celebrate. <gasps> Not... Not- Celebrate. There you go. That's the joke. Uh, there you go. It's it's a religious joke. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I hope our religious friends enjoy it. Yeah. We yeah. didn't want to really yeah. make uh, anyone angry. But no, we don't want to make anybody angry, but uh, right. this is a true story. Right. Yeah. It's been well documented. That doc- was a cute joke. It's been well documented. So, welcome. I'm Doug DeLong. I'm Amy Moo Chavez. And you're listening to episode 58 of Planet Japan. Well, the big World Cup is finished, finally, and the winner is Italy! Yay! Yay. Too bad about France, eh? Too bad about France, but uh, that, that crazy man, the big Z guy, Zizo, yeah. Zidane, Zidane, yeah, he, uh, he just went nuts, and he attacked a guy with his head, he just headbutted him very, uh, uh, in a very, not very nice way. Well, I understand that, though. I think <laughs> he was just having a cow moment. A cow moment, a mad cow moment. He charged. He charged him, yeah, like yeah. a bull. Yeah, he forgot where he was. He thought he was in a bull ring. Apparently, mm-hmm. he thought he was the bull. Well, yeah, and and that's it's this week's cocktail. Sometimes you know, to <laughs> it's understandable sometimes to have a cow moment. Mm-hmm. Have you ever headbutted somebody like that? Um, not yet. Ah. it's in my plans though. Well, you know, I think everybody should try it at least once. Yeah, I just think he kind of picked a bad time for it, uh, right in the critical moments of the of the final game, and a lot of people are probably going to blame him for uh, France losing. This is true. I think it was all that green grass, you know. Ah. It really brought out the cow in him. Indeed. Well, uh, we just finished uh, celebrating the 4th of July recently. And, of course, uh, the big event in the U.S., not the fireworks, not all that stuff. It was the big uh, hot dog eating contest on Coney Island, which was, again, won by the little Japanese guy, Kobayashi. He's an amazing athlete. Oh, sure. He's a, <laughs> I like he's that. a big-time athlete. Mm-hmm. He broke the world's record this year. His own world record. That's right. It was 53 and a half hot dogs in 12 minutes. This year, he broke the record and uh, ate 53 and three quarters hot dogs. One more quarter. Wow. Yeah, and he says, he's warning everybody that, hey, guys, next year, I'm going to come back. I'm going to eat even more hot dogs. Don't mess with me. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I heard that he's really been practicing, and then at one time he even ate pan-seared cow brains. Oh, he did not. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. In order disgusting. to win twenty-five thousand bucks. Oh well. Cow brains. Yeah, that is a lot of money. Mmm. <laughs> pan-seared. Yuck. But um, this year there was a lot of uh, anticipation among the American populace that a Mr. Joey Chestnut, the great American hope, was going to come through. And indeed, he had pulled ahead about halfway through the contest, and people were cheering him on. They were yelling, USA, USA. But coming from behind, Kobayashi-san. There he was at the finish. He was the big winner again. Now, here's the interesting thing to me. The 4th of July, hot dogs, Coney Island, it's about as American as you can get, except they didn't have any apple pie. I'm sure they had the flags there, though. They had everything I, else. That they did, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about as American as you can get. But then you got this Japanese guy coming in every year and just blowing away the competition. Leave it to the Japanese. I think they're going to have to make him an honorary American. And then you'll have an American winning the contest every year. And I think everybody will feel a lot better about things. Anyway, congratulations to, to the big K, the K guy, the K-man. Yeah, I'm so proud of him. The, the entire nation of Japan is proud of him. When he comes back, I'm sure there'll be some kind of big ticker tape parade down the streets of Tokyo or something. Well, you know what? There's a lot of amazing things going on right here in Japan in the world of technology. Really? Yeah. Like what? Well, right here in, uh, in Japan, in Tokyo to be exact, at the Tokyo Institute of Technology, they've come up with a new uh, device that's just amazing, incredible, fantastic. It's just unbelievable. What is it? Thanks for asking. <laughs> it's a smell recorder. A smell recorder. It'll record smells, just like a tape recorder records sounds. This smell recorder can record smells, odors. Um, and we want to record odors? Why wouldn't you want to record odors? Just think. For example, if you had a freshly baked cookie, mm-hmm. you could record the, the smell from that cookie, and then any time of the day or night later, you could just go back and smell that cookie even though the actual cookie was no longer there. It was inside your body. That's right. You could still smell it. I suppose you could, on the, on the other hand, just go ahead and bake some more cookies. That would also work. Mm. That would be an option. But it's, it's a breakthrough. Sure. I yeah. mean, we can, se- we can now send our smells to each other. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, there, there are some very serious uses that I think people could use this new device for. Mm. Something to ha- kind of help you re- record your memories, as it were. Oh, right. Yeah, for example, the first time, you know, your baby takes a poop, you could record that, like baby's first poop. You know, some people would. Yeah, and then you would have it with you forever. They say that they can use this new device, for example, on uh, online shopping. So people can smell something, flowers, whatever, food. Um, porno uh, DVDs? Possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> before, they, before they actually, you know, purchase the whatever it is. Right. But the more serious usage is that doctors think they can actually use this kind of device to remotely recreate bile, blood, or urine odors. And why would you want to do that? (laughs) Well, if you're a doctor, it would help you with your uh, diagnosis. What diagnosis? I don't think they smell urine just for the fun of it. They, they would smell the urine. Oh, that smells, you know, this way. So that means that he's oh, got... You mean so got, like at yeah. home you'd record the smell of your urine, then you'd take it in the doctor. Exactly. So that he could no, no. smell your urine? You would, you would probably send it to him on the internet. That's what I'm guessing. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. so you don't even have to go to the doctor anymore. Exactly. You just oh, send him here, your here, smells. Here's my urine. Smell me. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, um, this is not the first time they've created smell-o-vision 
Smellorama. Smellorama, as it were, for the computer. But they have always been before these kind of pre-programmed smells. This is the first time they've actually been able to actually record smells and then recreate the smell after recording it. And what kind of recording device would this be? I'm guessing it doesn't look like a tape recorder. Yep. <laughs> it uses a bunch of chemicals and stuff. So it just like maybe sucks in the smells and then it regurgitates Something them? that would be the technical way to say it. Mm. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well. So there you go. The, interesting. The future is here. A smell recorder. And of course, it comes to you from Japan. Where else are you going to get a smell recorder from? Now, speaking of uh, smell recorders... <laughs> <laughs> One thing you might want to do with these smell recorders is use them in the, uh, the newest internet craze here in Japan. Which is what? It's called pantsugetta. Pantsugetta. Yeah, which in English uh, means get panties. Oh. It's a new game. Huh? It's kind of a scavenger hunt. It's an online scavenger hunt for panties. Yeah. And um, <laughs> who does this now? Oh, it's all the rage. Everybody does it. And you do too? I haven't really engaged in it, no. Oh. But apparently here's how it works. Women will go out into the real world and hide a pair of their panties. Mm-hmm. And then they will uh, get back on the internet and they'll put out clues, hints, as to where they hid their panties. Wow, this is such a great idea. And then uh, thousands, millions of guys will go out there in a desperate search to try to find the panties. <laughs> <laughs> and the object... Is I to mean, find the panties. To, uh, and then? And then you have a pair of panties as a kind of a, a reward. As kind of a, a trophy, as it were. Now, a lot of times you have to uh, end up explaining to the cops what you're doing in the bushes there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just with looking for sm- panties, sir. With your smellorama device. Yeah, with the smellorama, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It sounds, sounds pretty exciting. A lot of times, though, the problem is the women will get on there and they'll say they hit a pair of panties, but they didn't really hide anything. Oh, that's not fair. They're just pulling their leg, as it were. If you're going to hide something, yeah. say that you hid something, you should... That's right. You shouldn't lie about it. No. Whenever you're talking panties, you should never tell a lie. Panties are just too important to lie about. That's my feeling. That's my personal feeling. You know what I mean? In other words, panties are a serious matter. Exactly. You shouldn't mess around with them. (laughs) Thanks for the advice. Yeah, sure. Anyway, I'm going to put a link on the blog in case anybody (laughs) wants to get involved in the newest internet craze. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys out panty hunting are virgins. You know, I've heard there are more virgins... In an older uh, age range these days in Japan. Yeah, it's the aging virgin problem. Oh, yes, the, the virgins are getting older and older. And you know, the, yeah. the older you get when you're a virgin, the more embarrassing really it becomes for you. Oh, really? This oh, is sure. like the, the silver virgin generation. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get their own seats on train cars. So throw some numbers at me. All right. Well, apparently, according to the Japan Family Planning Association Clinic, Mm. they did a survey in 2004. Okay. And according to their survey, 10% of men in their 40s had never had sex. Indeed. 10%. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder how that compares to other countries. That seems like an awfully high number. It does, kind of, yeah. And the suggestion, then, is that this has uh, affected the depressed birth rate and the disproportionate number of... Babies. Exactly. Yeah. That's why the, the birth rate is going down and has everybody in a, in a tizzy here. Well, you know, we've talked about sexless couples before. Yeah. So maybe it's possible to even be married and a virgin. I suppose that could be possible. We've got sexless couples. We've got 40-year-old virgins. Boy, yeah. no wonder there's not enough babies going to go around. Did you ever see that movie, The 40-Year-Old Virgin? No. I didn't either. Oh, so we can't oh, talk about there that. There you go. <laughs> But, um, and so this one guy, he says that he thinks that 
part of the fault of this lies in the adult video industry, as in porno. Oh, I see. And the reason why is because he says that in these porno videos, they have these really high standards of sexual performance. Uh, it's hard to live up to those. Right. Yeah. So you have all these men out there who are getting really nervous, mm. you know, when it comes around to sex, and they're thinking, oh, my God, am I going to be able to get it up? You know, what if I don't satisfy her? This yeah. is, I mean, this is what, yeah. Oh, it's a lot of pressure. Says. Yeah. You know, I'm just repeating sure. this. Exactly, know? yeah. Yeah, so it's like putting the pressure on men. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, young porno queens calls Japanese men sexual cowards. Ooh, those are fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> That's a challenge. Now, if she had said sexual cows, it would be okay. That'd be a whole different thing. Sexual cowards. Cowards, yeah. Which is, you know, an insult. I, I, would, I would a suppose so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's uh, interesting. As okay. a matter of fact, this porno queen, she prefers older men, but uh-huh. I don't think she prefers virgins. Because she likes older men because they're experienced. And hmm. she says that older men have more atmosphere. Indeed. Yeah. This is the porno queen speaking. That's right. Yeah, she's 21. She likes older men. Yeah, so there you go. Is there a phone number listed anywhere? (laughs) I don't see a phone number. No, but her name is Sora-chan. So just go around asking for Sora-chan. Okay, maybe uh, somebody knows her email address. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Right, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Oh, sure. Now, the other big trend among men is called Hirukaba junkies. Hirukaba junkies. Yeah, Yeah. Hirukaba junkies. Now, Kaba comes from Kyabakura, which is a cabaret club. Mm-hmm. Kyabakura, right? Yeah. And then Hiru means daytime. So this is these guys who are starting to go to cabaret clubs during the day while it's, you know, still only like 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. They don't have jobs? Well, see, this is the thing. Apparently, you know, a lot of people are going and they're wearing business suits. Mm-hmm. And so the girls inside are not really sure if, they're just skipping out on work if they're uh, you know just you know loafing or maybe mm-hmm. they're even jobless Indeed. and so they're actually recommending these hostesses are recommending to men to go in casual clothes <laughs> <laughs> good idea yeah because this will stimulate conversation oh it all, yeah it always works for me there you go uh-huh. where if you just wear a suit then everyone's going to look at you askance and say Indeed. oh what's that yeah. guy doing in here and if you've ever been looked at askance you know how painful that can be that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, these are not cheap places to go to. No, no, no. We're talking a few thousand to 10,000 yen mm-hmm. per hour. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. And, um, of course, these cabaret clubs never used to open so early. This is a new thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they've kind of um, run into a problem and they don't have enough hostesses, right? Because hostesses uh-huh. work at night and sleep during the day. Yeah. And so they've started, uh, you know, putting out a call for more hostesses. So now they're getting more housewives and oh, students, indeed. you know, who want to try out their skills. Okay. And actually, these guys, uh, these Hirukaba junkies, they kind of like the amateurness of these housewives <laughs> and the students. Okay. You know, they, as opposed to the professionals who come out at night. Ah. And so apparently, often, these somewhat, shall we say naive, I don't know, okay. naive hostesses will meet the men after work and go out with them. And uh, there, there's even a quote here which that if you don't come on to them, they may be disappointed. So if the men don't... Now, I'm confused. I, these are not sex clubs, per se. No. These are drinking and talking kinds of places. Right. Right? But, but they the after work... They might go out with the customer? Uh, yeah, and sure. And then anything goes, I suppose. Well, you know, apparently, you know, 
I mean, I, I have to think that maybe this was written by a male, though. Or a male said this. Yeah. That if you don't come on to them, they would be offended. I, I would highly doubt that. And it's not that easy to become a hostess, I guess. Indeed. Of uh, all the ones that these, you know, agencies, they, they take applications for the cabaret clubs. And only about 10% of them make the cut. Really? Yeah. So you got to have your stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, you know. Hmm. So. I'm thinking, uh, I've re- read recently that... Um, these male host cabaret clubs have become more and more popular. Well, surely, yeah. As women have become more dependent and more financially, mm-hmm. you know, independent, they've uh, been going for the, yeah. So I'm thinking this is something that maybe I could do on, on the side when I'm not doing the Planet Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Um, yeah, uh-huh. give it a go and let me know how it goes. Because yeah. I, am, I am pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think uh, women would naturally just uh, be attracted to me. I think they'd fall over you. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I might as well try. Sure. Go I, for it. I think I will. I think Thanks for the encouragement. Yeah, I think that you could even quit Planet Japan then because you'd have enough money. Yeah, I wouldn't really you need wouldn't, Planet Japan. You wouldn't need this income. No, I wouldn't need this income, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe you already know, but uh, Yoshinoya has become quite a big hit in America. Oh, that's the big uh, gyudon kind of fast food restaurant. Yes, the mixing of cows and noodles. Cows and noodles. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah gyudon. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so now I guess uh, Japan's gotten a pretty big head about this. Oh, sure. And now they want to try to export, guess what? I give up. Octopus balls. Octopus balls. Takoyaki. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is not like octopus scrotum. Oh, no. Not that. But still, they may want to think about changing the name. I I would think so. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but, yeah, what they, I mean, these are a classic um, festival food in Japan, Mm -hmm. actually. Kids love it. And they're just these uh, these flour pastry balls with octopus shoved inside them. Right. Yeah. And I like the yaki. It's just the taco I don't really dig too much. Yeah, the taco is the octopus. Yeah. I yeah. eat the yaki. I throw out the taco. Do you? Oh, sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to do it. These crazy people think that they can take takoyaki to America and make it a smash hit in America. Yeah. Well, they're, what they're trying to do, and they come right out and say this, they're not shy, mm-hmm. is they're trying to emulate Panda Express. The Chinese fast food yeah. place. Yeah. Now, That's I actually see, a nice place. Oh, it's great. I love that place. But I see a major difference here. Yeah. Panda Express is Chinese food. And they don't have octopus in it. You know, I yeah. just, I think, I would imagine they left that off the menu. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Now, this is to the contrary. This company <laughs> is not going to change anything, they said. Okay? Mm-hmm. They said they've struck a winning formula, and they do not intend to change a single ingredient. Really? Well, they apparently believe that Americans are just going to love octopus, and I don't know. That seems like kind of a far-fetched idea. Sure does. Would you like to know what the ingredients in octopus balls are? I've always wondered. There you go. Sperm. No. No. Okay. Wheat flour paste. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Fish stock. Yeah. Spring onions. Mm. Boiled octopus chunks. Yeah. And it's drizzled with a sweet sauce on the outside. Mm -hmm. Dried bonito flakes, the fish flakes, and seaweed. There you go. Your classic octopus ball. Yeah, there you go. Very popular in Japan. Not sure it, it's really going to catch on in uh, the U.S. No, 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 it is. This guy is so convinced. <laughs> he says, we're convinced whatever people find tasty in Japan, people anywhere would find tasty. Now, see, that's just silly. So anyway, uh, good luck to uh, the Japanese yeah. importing octopus balls. Gambate. You know, they are really brave and mm-hmm. uh, they're extremely optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I should mention that there was just a little bit of a hesitation here. Uh, that shows that, you know, they might think there might be a little resistance. What's that? They said that to woo octopus skeptics in America. Wooing is good. Yep. 
Their stores may feature additional entertainment, <laughs> such as a strip show, perhaps <laughs> for an octopus strip show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, such as using samurai swords to cut the vegetables. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I just think like the gonna, old uh, John Belushi thing. There you go. Yeah, I think they're going to need something like that to get people inside those octopus, you know, stands. Now, if you if you didn't call it octopus balls, what what would you call it? Any ideas? Well, I mean, they're round. Right? Yeah. They're like a donut hole, the size of a donut hole. A donut hole, an octopus donut hole. Yeah. That might work. Or maybe they can just keep the name Takoyaki and just try to pass it off as some kind of Mexican food. Hey, now there you go. It's mm-hmm. got the taco. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Takoyaki. Taco. Yeah. Taco is what a lot of people would probably say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, you know, good luck to them. Yeah, sure. Maybe, America, like- maybe they're right. Maybe Americans will love octopus. We're probably dead wrong, damn it. <laughs> we could be. But, you know, mm-hmm. I... After all these years in Japan, I still don't really like takoyaki. I never caught on to taco. Yeah. No, I mean, I can eat, I mean, I can eat regular octopus, but takoyaki, I just, you oh, really? know. Yeah. I like those raw. I like to go, just go into the sea, grab a, a, a live octopus out of the sea, and just jam it in my mouth. Have you ever seen a real octopus? Like, and touched one? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we get them on Shiraishi on the island all the time. Really? Man, they are... Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, they they can really hold on tight with those oh, really? suction cups. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, and there's this restaurant um, on the neighboring island, Manabe, mm-hmm. where they serve all live food. Live octopus? Live octopus. Oh, yeah. that sounds delicious. And what they do is they, they cut off the legs, right, into little pieces. Yeah, I bet s- that hurts, too. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, if you cut off one, just one leg, they'll grow back another one. Right away? That would be over like time. Like in the next 30 seconds? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what they do is they cut up these, you know, like one leg, let's say, into 10 pieces, right? Ah, okay. And then they put them on a plate, and they're, they're still, like, moving. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, and then when you eat, like, one of these pieces, mm-hmm. the suction cups grab onto your cheek. Oh, they cheek. do not. They do. It's gross. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. If so you say I so. think that's the last time I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's a great restaurant. I'd recommend anyone go there just for the experience. It's <laughs> very uh, Japanese. Very Japanese, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, talked about this toilet college in Singapore. Oh, yeah. Which I'm not entirely convinced actually exists, but you say it does, so I'm well, going to believe you. apparently, they've finished the course. Oh, that's good. Now, yeah, the Japanese went over there to mm-hmm. teach the Singapore uh, toilet cleaners mm-hmm. how to properly clean a toilet. It's a science, really. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the potty professor. The potty professor. Yeah. And his name is... <laughs> Potty-san. Katsumata. Katsumata-san. San. Katsumata-san yeah. is the potty professor. Okay. So now they've come back with the results of uh, their training. Oh, the results are in. Oh, they are. Yeah. And apparently it was really successful. Uh-huh. Okay. And if you want to know exactly what they learned, here are a few things. Go. All right. First, they got a history of the toilet. A history of the toilet. Yep. Going back to ancient times. Possibly. Yeah. And then they learned how to dismantle urinals. <laughs> dismantle urinals. I mean, just in case you should have, you know, have the need. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a public place. And you're thinking, what can I do for fun? Yeah. You can dismantle the urinal. Let's just take it apart. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. This would be great for vandals. Yeah, it'd be fun. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, it could be relevant because in, in Japan, a lot of people have urinals in their house. Oh, they do not. You've never seen them? I've never seen a urinal in oh, a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the regular bathroom, there's really? the yeah, there's the western style toilet. Yeah. And then there's a urinal in there. On the wall. Yeah. Really? I have one in my house. Get out of here. No, and actually in my house they're not in the same room though. There's a there's a wall between them. 
Uh-huh. And the toilet's on one side and the urinal's on the other. Well, I think that's, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get one in my place. No, no, I'll just dismantle mine and bring it to yours. Could you do that? Because I don't need it. You didn't even go not. to college and you can still dismantle your urinal? Uh, you know, I, I think that I picked up some tips, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to share one of those with you. Okay. Are you ready? Now, this yeah. is not about the urinals, because I didn't realize you had such a in- keen interest in urinals. Well. But this is, <laughs> this is about cleaning the toilet, okay? Uh-huh. Now, to really get your toilet extra clean, listen up, everyone, this is important. Mm-hmm. You should take a mirror, put the mirror under the rim of the toilet uh-huh. to check for urine crystals, because these ur- urine crystals <laughs> lead to bad smells. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody knows it's the urine crystals that makes the toilet smell bad. Okay, so you need a mirror. You need a little toilet mirror to, to check for the urine crystals. Right. The potty professor has done the dirty deed, and he's back in Japan now. Oh, he's back in Japan. Yeah, he's finished his uh, toilet training down there. He got a hero's welcome when he arrived at the airport, is what I heard. The potty professor. He's a hell of a guy. So, is it time for cowtails? Sure, let's do a cowtail. All right. Mom. First of all, I'd like to send out a big moo, and I'd like to give a moo to Andy, who came out to the moo bar last week. Oh, from Boston? Yeah. All the way from Boston? That's right, all the way from Boston to the moo bar. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he came and uh, just for two weeks to travel around Japan and Mm -hmm. made it a point to come out and see me and the cows at the moo bar. An avid Planet Japan listener. Yeah, that's right. So here you go, Andy. Okay, I hope that made him happy. This week's cow tale is cow haiku. Cow haiku? Yeah. Okay. Would you like me to read you some? No. So, here's some cow haiku for you. Okay. Now, these were taken from the worldkigodatabase.blogspot.com. Kigo are seasonal words. Mm. Um, so, the word ushi in Japanese is cow, and it's a seasonal word, and it indicates spring, as in mm-hmm. bullfighting. Right. Um, and then also summer, there's something called hiyashi ushi, which is a cooling cow. A cooling cow. Which refers, yeah, to people taking their cows down to the river to... And cooling them off. Right. Give yeah. them a bath and cool them down. Sure. Okay. Okay. So the first cow haiku, this is by Susan Delphine Delaney in Texas. Chewing quietly. Chewing quietly in the fading light. Three buffalo. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? It's moving. Moving. I think I'm going to cry. Oh, I'm not sure nice. why. Okay, yeah, it's very nice. Okay, now the next one. This is summertime for sure, this one. Yeah. Even the old cow has a fly whisking tail. <laughs> so it's, it tails like a fly swatter. Yeah, even the old cow has one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, if, you're, if you're a cow and you become old, you can look forward to still having a fly whisking tail. Yeah. Unless you've got some sort of disease that, that doesn't let you do that. Well, that's true. But, yeah. you, you know, cows are enviable, aren't they? Oh, sure. <laughs> and that one was brought to us by David Lanoy. Okay, and then the last one. This is a very nice scene. In the drizzle, snatches of conversation, distant cowbells. Uh, oh. Wow, that's, I would say that's deep. That is deep. That's, you're going off the deep end there a little bit. I, I, I think it's maybe just too deep for our listeners. I like it. I think, think our listeners are really enjoying this. I hope so. Yeah, and that okay. was brought to us by Angeli. Angelina Jolie. Angeli Dadhar. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for yeah. that cow haiku, cow all of haiku. you great poets out there. Wow. Cow haiku is just something you don't hear every day. Actually, you know, if you do a search on the internet, I bet you come up with quite a few pages on cow haiku. Really? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Give okay. it a try. 
I will next time I have really absolutely positively <laughs> nothing else to do. <laughs> if I'm really desperate for entertainment, I will now, look it up. Now, now. Yeah. Yep. So that's this week's cowtail. This week's audio mnemonics is the kanji for light or clear. And it's a nice kanji. It's beautiful. On the left side is the kanji for day. And on the right side is the kanji for moon. So both of them represent a degree of light. Is this not also the kanji for sun? It is. Okay. You got it. Sun and day are the same. Mm -hmm. So you just draw a rectangle standing straight up. And you put a one line through the middle, mm -hmm. horizontally, and you've got day. And then for the moon, it's actually the same kanji. It's just that it's got two legs on it. And it appears that the moon is kind of leaning into the sun. I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's the sun and the moon. The most common pronunciations are me and ah, as in ashta, meaning tomorrow. And the word that I'd like to teach today using this kanji is a very timely one. It's tsuyuake. Tsuyu means rainy season, and ake means the end of the rainy season. Oh. So lightness will come again after all the clouds and rain. That's cool. It's coming soon. Yep, that's right. Right yeah. around now should be the end of the rainy season. That's good, because I'm sick to death of the rain. It has rained a lot this year. Yeah. And that's this week's audio mnemonics kanji. Ma. Well, you know what? I think it's time to say goodbye. It's time to move on out of here. Before we go, I'd like to make a big announcement. All may, right. may I make a big announcement? Please do. Thank you very much. I'm starting a brand new podcast. Woo! <laughs> Great. It's called Cream of the Crop, and it's going to be a weekly podcast that I'll put out there every Saturday, and it's a music show. I'm going to introduce people to a lot of really great new music from people they, they may indeed have never heard of, but it's just outstanding, amazing music, and it's going to be a contest. Kind of like uh, the American Idol of podcasting, as it were. What a great idea. So people are going to be able to listen to the contestants, the acts, the artists, and then go to the website and vote for their favorite. And then all of the winners of the first nine shows will go to the second round and compete against each other. And those three winners will compete in the final round for the, for the grand championship. And they will become the cream of the crop. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. That's and they will great. receive, if I can find a sponsor, they will receive... A brand new Rolls Royce. <laughs> so I'm looking for a sponsor, a Rolls Royce dealership of some kind, who would be willing to donate the Rolls Royce. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to start July 22nd is the first episode. But people can go to the website now and uh, subscribe so they're all ready for that very first show. The website is at creamofthecrop.cc. Okay, great. There you go. Well, I'm headed there right now. Cool. And finally, one more thing before we leave, and that is to let you know that we've decided to extend the Planet Japan Lucky 7 contest number five for one more week. So that means that the deadline for getting your entries in is July 17th. Thanks, everyone. We will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Mom.